Thank you for that time of prayer. Good morning once again, folks. Welcome to the one segment of Touch Your Day, right? Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word brings light. Father, we thank you because you will speak to us today. We pray, oh God, that you expound these words in our hearts, the words of, the, of this morning, the admonition of today in our hearts, and it will yield results in the name of Jesus. Amen. Today, we are going to be talking about um, worry. So I've, I've titled the um, exhortation of this morning, Worry Not. Worry Not. I'm sure we're all familiar with um, the word worry. We all know what it means to worry because at one point or the other in our lives, we have worried. In fact, some people are presently worried. So what is worry? Worry is the state of being anxious and troubled over a certain situation. It's a state of um, anxiety or mental distress, or you know you are agitated about something. You, you are concerned about something, either something that you anticipate to happen positively or negatively, or something that is inevitable, you know, impending, something that is, you know, around the corner. When you're not sure of um, a particular occurrence, you are worried. For example, you've applied for a job, you know, you've not heard from um, the recruiters or the company, you know, you might tilt to worry. What is, what is the status? What is the, um, did I fare well? Did I do well? Are they going to call me? Am I going to get the job? You know, you worry. If you're a student, you know, you have um, written an exam, you're awaiting the results. And so you think, oh, did I do well? Did I remember to write this or, or explain this well? Um, am I going to do well? You know, sometimes we are, we are so confident that we've done well, but you know, because of the human factor, someone is going to mark the scripts and all of that. Sometimes we worry. Um, as children, you know, children worry, teenagers worry, adults worry. So worry is something that um, is, it's common in this earth, it's common to the world, it's common to the human race. People worry. Now, when you worry, it's, it's, it shows that you are thinking all other things being equal. When you worry, it shows that you are um, actively making use of your brain, the brain that God has given to you. So it shows that you are observant, you have observed if it's a particular situation or, or you are following the news information. Let us take Nigeria, for example. You know, um, the dollar rate has hit the roof. You know, we have a lot of things that are um, FX denominated in Nigeria. We have, um, you know, um, scarcity, diesel, especially those of us that, um, you know, use diesel. And we, we know all what that is saying. A bag of pure water is selling for 250 naira. Um, the water dispensers have hit the roof. The cost of yam, cost of everything has gone up. You know, it's, it's, it's sometimes, you know, because of the situation around us, we worry. Where are we 
going? What is happening? You know, we think about Russia, Ukraine. Some of us are so worried. In fact, as a matter of fact, when that situation started, I was so worried that what is happening? This thing should not degenerate to World War III. Um, Russia should not decide to use a um, nuclear weapon. This and that, and you know, there was so much worry everywhere. We worry, we worry, we worry, and we worry again. Now, when we worry, what are the what are the effects of worrying? What happens when we worry? A lot of things happen when we worry. You know, something like um, you know, you damage your health. It can lead to depression. Some people will worry until they are depressed about a situation. You know, some people will worry until they have heart attack. Some people will worry and, until they have short-term memory loss. You will be so consumed with that thought or that worry. You know, it disrupts our productivity. It affects the way we treat others. You know, because we, we are so worried. You are so worried that... This 10 naira that you are collecting as salary is barely enough to take you home. As uh, Pastor Shade will sometimes say, it will not even take you to the bus stop, not to talk of taking you home. So you are worried. And somebody will now tell you to pay your tithes and, and follow the Bible. And somebody will tell you to give. And somebody will tell you, remember the widows and the orphans. Somebody will tell you it is more blessed to give than to receive. And you are worried with this 10 naira. I cannot even meet my own needs. So it begins to affect how you treat others, how you relate with others. Again, you are worried. When you worry naturally, automatically, logically, you are not trusting God. So your ability to trust the Father, his love and his care begins to wane. You know, you are not, you are not fully. You are not fully in, you are not, you are not living in faith, you are not living in trust. Those are the things that worry does. So, why are we talking about worry this morning? We are talking about it because there is a biblical injunction that is written, you know, telling us do not worry. Examples in the Bible are so numerous, we don't have enough time to cover it all. But let us start from Luke, Luke 12. Now, sometimes I, I find it very interesting, this particular scripture. Sometimes our worry is even born out of greed. You know, this Luke 12, when we start from verse 15, about the story of the rich fool, you know, it was, um, that, that, that passage started, um, you know, that um, particular story started with, before the story, Jesus was talking about, um, us being on guard, you know, we should beware against every kind of greed because life is not measured about how much you own. How many times have we worried about what we own? Our bank accounts. Have we bought that house? Have we bought that car? Do I have that dress to wear? I have that function. I have that family function. You know, so many relevant and irrelevant worries be cloud our minds so many times. So Luke 12, it says, I've, I've said, um, I've touched on verse 15, and it says, Jesus told the story about a rich man that had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know 
I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now, take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Let's pause for a while. You know, sometimes we don't see ourselves in this scripture. We tell ourselves that nobody in the world, especially in Nigeria, will ever have this thought. I beg to differ this morning. I think, you know, a lot of times we worry, even about what God has blessed us with. What should I do with this money that has come into my account? What should I invest in? How should I go about it? You know, I'll do this, I'll do that. I'll put this money into this use, I'll deploy it to that use. I'll do this, you know. And then after a while, we say to ourselves, we have worked. Uh -uh. I have worked for the past 20 years. I have worked for, for the past 25 years. I have been working nonstop for the last three years. I deserve a vacation. I deserve to pamper myself. I am going to go shopping. I'm going to travel. In fact, I need a break from the traffic of Lagos. I'm going to take a trip. Just, you know, relax. Go to all the exotic locations or go to the popular places that people go to in Nigeria. You visit Dubai, UK, US, um, Mauritius, all those, you know, places that we go. And then sometimes, you know, we just fit perfectly into the scripture that we say, now take it easy. Take it easy, drink and be merry, you know? So sometimes God has blessed us. We are also worried about what to do with those resources, those blessings of God, those talents. God has blessed you with a good singing voice. God have, has blessed you with, you know, with, with you are good with your hands. You can do this, you can do that, and you are worried. How do I do this? What do I, what do, I do with this resource, this talent, this material thing that God has blessed me with? And what did God, what did Jesus say? He said, but God said to him, you fall, you will die this night. You will die this very night. Then who will get everything you have worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth when you have not a rich relationship with God. So we're talking about worry, worry not. Then in the same chapter, Jesus turned to his disciples and said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. So you can be in abundance and worry. You can be in scarcity and worry. So life is more than food, your body more than clothing. And then he gives the examples of the ravens, you know, and then he says that if you worry, um, worry cannot accomplish some things. So what's the use of worrying? He gives the exa examples of the lilies, how they don't um, toil, they don't work. Yet Solomon is all, in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are dressed, you know? So, and then he says in verse, um, is in, in verse 28, and if God cares so wonderfully for flowers, hallelujah. If God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, just like we are also here today and tomorrow, we will be no more. 
he will certainly care for you. Flowers, their lifespan is not um, up to the lifespan of the average human. So if God cares for the, for the flowers, if he cares, if his eye is on the sparrow, why will he not care for you? Why do you have so little faith? And then he says in verse 29, don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So biblical injunction, do not worry. Your father knows all your needs. Do not worry what you will eat, what you will wear, how tomorrow will look. You know, it is only faith that can free us from that anxiety. Yes, it is good to make plans. It is good to, um, we must definitely plan um, for tomorrow. We shouldn't live as if there is no tomorrow. We should make plans. However, our plans should be trusting God, should be in trust. Um, we should make plans in line with, um, you know, God's leading and we should rely on him to make good our plans and even do better than what we have planned. So it is good that, um, like I've said, we make plans. However, worry is pointless because it will not fulfill our needs. God has promised to meet all our needs. He cares for us. So we need to make sure that we don't engage in worry. Now, another um, biblical reference that I want us to quickly run through this morning is Matthew 6. Matthew 6 from verse 25 to 34. And it says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink and clothes to wear. So, you know, when, when you don't even have your basic needs, there's a tendency to worry. You know, food, clothing, shelter, those are the basic needs of um, human beings. When you ha don't have that, you, you, you know, you, you naturally gravitate to worry. But by the Bible is telling us, God is telling us, worry not. Look at the birds. They don't plant, they don't store food, yet they, they feed, yet they fare well. Aren't you more valuable to him? You that have been purchased by his, the blood of his precious son. You that have been called from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You that belong to the common wealth of Israel. Are you not more valuable to him? Now, what can worry do for you? Will you add a single moment to your life? Will you be taller if you worry? Will you add a single moment? Why are you worried about your clothing? Why are you worried about what you will eat? It talks again about Solomon and all the wildflowers and all of that. So verse 31 says, don't be worried about these things, what we will eat, what we will drink, what we will, hear, what we will wear, because these are the things that unbelievers worry about. Again, it says, seek the kingdom of God above all else, above all else, and he will give you, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need food clothing shelter is a need 
He will give you everything you need. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Uh, show me the way, help me to live one day at a time. Sufficient thereof is the trouble of today. Don't add tomorrow's trouble to it. What can we learn from this scripture? What are the learnings that we can take? So we know that worry immobilizes. You know, you can worry so much that you are just static. You are just in the same position. You will not move forward because you are so worried. And we've, we've touched briefly on the effects of worrying. You know, you will not be able to take action. However, when, when you have genuine concern, like I said, when you think about some things, it shows that, you know, you are making use of your brain, which is good. But that genuine concern should translate to action, should translate to steps, taking steps, praying. We're going to see as we go on um, in, our, in our study together this morning. So what is Jesus telling us? He's telling us that our loyalty shouldn't be um, and our priority shouldn't be on earthly possessions, fading things, shifting shadows. We shouldn't worry. If you've, if you've stored up treasure, if you've, if you've planned yourself, you know, you have your retirement age at heart, you've set your mind, you've put things in place, and all of a sudden there's inflation, all of a sudden there's crisis in Ukraine for those in Ukraine, there's crisis in Russia. They, some people have... They have it all planned, you know, but there are some things that only God knows. He knows the future. And that is why he's telling you, worry not, worry not, lean on me, trust in, not in your own understanding. You know, we've heard it said so many times, we should not put our trust in what we own, in what we possess, in what we have. We shouldn't be like that rich folk. Now, again, Apart from all the negatives of worrying, when we, um, you know, sometimes people, objects, we worry about people, for example, as a parent, you know, you may be worried about your children or as a guardian about your ward, you may be worried about your relatives, you may be worried about fellow believers, you may be worried about objects, your goals and all of that. But those things, if we don't take time, they quickly take priority, they quickly take the place of God in our hearts. And so... We should not um, allow worry to shift our focus, to shift our gaze from the master. We shouldn't allow the waters to overwhelm us so much that we remove our face from Jesus, because by so doing, we will definitely sink. So as they say, planning for tomorrow is time well spent. Worrying about tomorrow is time wasted. So we should not worry. What does Proverbs 12, 25 says? It says, worry weighs down the heart. Worry weighs the person down. Anxiety weighs the heart down. Worry takes away your joy. When you are in worry, you cannot be joyful. You cannot be grateful. You cannot be thankful because you'll be so consumed by those thoughts. So worry takes away, it robs you of happiness. The easy read version says, it robs you of happiness. So 
I like, um, sometimes I think about it. The Yoruba people will say, someone does not think. Later, they will say, you have thought so much, you have killed yourself with worry. You know, the two things, that's, I've just, um, that, that's the meaning of what I've just said in Yoruba language. So, you know, the world standard would always be double. Of course, taking things in context, but the, the part of planning is um, recognized, is scriptural. And the part, because you must count the cost as well as the scripture says, and the part of worrying is clear. So the injunction is do not worry. Do not worry. Keep asking. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep asking. Keep seeking. And God will provide. Again, I want us to look quickly at Philippians 4. Six to eight. Philippians chapter four and verse six to eight. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So when those worrying thoughts start creeping in, you need to pray. You need to confess the scriptures. You know, everything we, we, we say on this platform in church, all of that centered around these major principles. They work, they work. There's nothing you can add to it. There's nothing you can do. Um, subtract from it you know it works you keep praying put the word of God on your lips you pray it out you confess it you believe it you expect it do not worry worry not tell God everything and remain thankful you cannot be worrying and thanking God at the same time the two cannot go hand in hand so we need to Maintain our joy, maintain our peace by praying, you know, taking steps on those things that we are thinking about. You know, you can worry so much about an exam that you fail it. You will always be in worry. Oh, they are calling tutorial there. I'm rushing there. Oh, this person is explaining this topic. I'm rushing there. But you, you have never really sat down to think this text is written in English language. I can sit down digest it and do well and trust God, trust the Holy Spirit to bring things to my remembrance. You can worry so much about not losing money that you lose everything because your actions are now influenced by fear and not by God's leading and not by faith. You worry so much that, you know, this investment must not go bad. This project must not go south. You worry so much that you destroy it all. So worry is cancerous. Worry is not, nothing productive will come out from worrying. So if you will not worry, what must you do? You must think about other things. And that is what verse eight says. And says, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think of things that are excellent, 
and praiseworthy. Those are the things we should think and focus about. You know, in um, one of my um, devotionals, um, someone shared something profound about Matthew 6.34. The person was admonishing to say that God is not idly sitting by watching your life pass you by. That is not who he is. He is a father. He is not just sitting by watching life pass you by. He is the orchestrator of yesterday. He is presently active today and he holds my future, your future, my tomorrow, your tomorrow in his hands. Isn't that beautiful? He is not just passive about you. He's not idly sitting by. He's, he's, your, he's orchestrating events, causing his plan to be accomplished in you and through you. He's the orchestrator of your yesterday. He is actively involved in your life today, if you will allow him. He holds tomorrow. And so we should focus on the grace that he has made available today, today and put the future in his hands, in the hands of the God that has written it all. Do you believe what he has written concerning you? Do you believe what he has spoken concerning you? You cannot believe and worry. No, they do not go hand in hand. So why should we not worry? It is the same God that has created life in you. He can be trusted with the details of this life that he has given to you. God can be trusted with the details of the life he has given to you. When you worry about the future, you become presently um, hindered. Your efforts, your present efforts, you know, may not count if you don't deploy prayer, the word, planning, trusting God trusting is leading, and then you just lose the moment because you are so focused on the future. It is harmful rather than helpful to worry. God does not ignore those who depend on him. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. The Lord is your shepherd. You have everything you need. He leads you in green pastures. He leads you beside the still waters. He restores your soul. He leads you in the path of righteousness. Why? He has his name to protect. He has his reputation to protect. He has his words that will not return to him void without accomplishing that for which they have been sent for. He does not ignore those who depend on him. When you worry, you are saying, I don't trust you, God. When you worry, you are saying, I don't understand the father. When you understand the father, you know that he's your shepherd, he's your provider, he's your healer. You will not die with that sickness. He is your healer. He keeps, you know, worry keeps us from facing the things that we should face. It shifts our focus. You need to live a day at a time. You know, a lot of things that I have worried over, you know, years past. Sometimes I just sit back and I said, why, why, why did I even worry? Why worry? You know, when I was entering into the University of Lagos, I told myself, I looked at that signboard and I said, ah, 
the same way that I am entering, I am going to come out and I will come out well. I did the same thing in secondary school. Whenever I enter a new place, I just see the end. I'm climbing into that airplane and I'm saying, with these same legs, I will come out. So I'm, I'm God over my situation because I am a God. So I am seeing the end from the very beginning. You are embarking on that project. Why worry? Why not trust the Father? Why not? Our time is fast went out. I've read a scripture of the, the Last Supper where Jesus was telling them, someone will betray me. And they are now asking, well, who, is, who is even the greatest? Who will be the greatest? Worrying about irrelevances. So think about it. What is that thing that has occupied your mind, occupied your thoughts, taking the place of God, taking priority, not allowing you to seek first the kingdom of God? Believe me, brothers and sisters, years down the line, it will not be worth it. Make good use of today. Make good use of your time today. He cares for you. He's the orchestrator of your life's journey. You can bank on him. You can trust in him. Brothers and sisters, worry not. Worry not. Father, we thank you. We thank you for these words that have come to us today. We thank you for the grace to be obedient and to follow you closely. We cast our cares upon you because indeed you care for us. We lay it at your feet. We thank you for clarity. We thank you for assistance in our plannings. We thank you because tomorrow is secure. We give you praise, Jehovah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, worry-free day.